0: Welcome to The Old World Lives, a War of Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at TheOldWorldLives@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 4.5 of The Old World Lives podcast. Sadly, real life has interfered with our planned fifth episode about first expressions and how to play 6th edition Fantasy, but rest assured, the episode is coming. Meanwhile, we felt that you guys shouldn't go, go without, so we decided upon this little bonus. The episode will consist talk about Nicholas's actual army and the thoughts he had when constructing it. So, to start it off, we... Well, I say we, but only me here. We'll give a shout-out to Jesse and Tyndar, hailing out of Perth, Australia. Happy belated birthday to Jesse, and keep on playing. Secondly, we have some nice GW made to orders that went up for sale today, time of recording, for Britonia, the Fey Ancient Tress and Lone Dianker, the Empire, which is Ludwig Schwarzhelm and Kurt Helborg, Dwarfs, which is Thorgrim, Grudgebreaker, Pimp, Throne, and Thorek, Iron, Browit, and Wheel of Doom! And finally, some Lizardmen, Oxiotl and Teonuion. Oh, and don't worry, there's nothing wrong with your headphones or speakers. My mix settings were a bit messed up during the recording that follows. So, enjoy, and
1: uh, see you all in episode 5.
2: Uh, so, when we started this fantasy thing, I started building Chaos Force. Uh, but that was always an 8th edition project to me because I was using the, the rules from Tamarcon and they were from 8th edition. And I could have ported them over to 6th edition. You guys would probably have been okay with it, but I it would have felt wrong to use things that didn't really fit in with the old edition. Since like all of you guys were really into 6th edition and like the more I looked into the 6th edition I got more excited about that as well. So I decided I wanted an army for it. And then I looked around at the different armies. But most of the armies felt like like I looked at the armies and saw all the cool stuff that they had in 8th edition. And it felt like in 6th edition, they just kind of got rid of a lot of cool monsters and stuff. And most of you guys had like this connection that you used to play these guys in 6th edition and missed things. But I started playing Dwarves in 7th edition, and uh, there's not that big of a difference between even 6th to 8th edition and what they have. And also I was already doing Chaos Dwarves, I didn't really feel like doing Dwarves in 6th edition. And then I went to a friend's place and he had the writers for the Dead book. And that kind of inspired me to do kiss up. And the more I thought about it, I thought that this would be really cool since this is such an iconic sixth edition army. And also just having like a cavalry army has always seemed like a cool thing to me. But looking at like Britannia, it's a very different army because they're like all about the frontal charge pretty much all the time. And I always thought that like light cavalry would be a cool unit. I have some for my Chaos Wars as well on Wolves. Uh, but just like Bowman on Light, as Light like Cavalry, seemed like a really cool thing to play with in fantasy. So yeah, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And it seemed like a really fun army to play and cool to paint and really unique. Because uh, we are all pretty hipster in, the, in like the warmer game. Everyone wants a unique army. So that's why I decided upon Kislev.
1: That's a
3: really good reason. And a quite concise one as well.
4: Honestly, I would have been settled with I like the horses.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. They do have some nice horses. But those are like the the old uh, plastic horses that's used for everything. Like Empire, Kislev, Britannia, Probably some more. I bet like the all the dog, dogs of war unburdened guys had these horses as well. Probably iconic horses.
3: As long as they didn't have a really armored horse, they didn't. They used the, the same model if they were human.
4: Yeah, because I remember getting like some necromancers back in the day and I got exactly the same horse, but I got a metal head, which was supposed to be made like an evil horse. So I guess <laughs> I have no idea what the difference was. <laughs> it's the same with the wolves. I mean, I got super angry when I found out that. Gnox uh, goblin wolves are the same as my supposed undead wolves. It's exactly the same, but you made the horses look really good. Because <laughs> you, you didn't paint a lot of horses before this, right?
2: Uh, no, I did have some Britonia like way back. But uh, yeah, these are the first horses I painted in a long while. And I, yeah, it took a lot of effort to actually to paint horses. It took a lot longer to paint than I thought. Uh, and I googled some pictures and I also. Uh, uh my girlfriend had this of uh, course because all the girls love horses uh, she had this horse calendar so it's like give me that calendar and then he's put it on my hobby desk and he's got inspiration to be in horses
4: honey have you seen my horse calendar and <laughs> you, put, you put some white horse over it no <laughs> it's gone
1: nobody knows where it is yeah
2: so, uh, yeah, it was real fun paying them. And uh, it might have been a good choice because I heard, like, after we uh, started this project, people have called 6th uh, edition Cavalry Hammer because, uh, like, you get a lot of advantage for using Cavalry. And, oh, yeah, that's also a thing. Because like, 6th edition, you get to strike first when you charge with lances. And that's, like, the biggest thing to me because that's when 8th edition dropped. That was like the biggest thing that I didn't like about it. Like a lot of changes in 8th edition were good, but uh, random distance artillery and striking first when you charge, like those were my main gripes with 8th edition because it doesn't make any fucking sense that a block of Bretonian Cavalry charging to a unit of whatever and the guys with the swords standing on the ground hit first. So I really wanted to use Cavalry in 6th edition.
4: But that's the thing with Kislev, right? You don't have to go with cavalry. You could use, like, boyars and angli-like Slavs on the ground with big axes, can't you?
2: They have one infantry unit that is core. So you could do, like, an uh, all-army
1: with just those guys. But... Doing that way is more of a having them as allies. If you, don't want to. if you
3: want to play them properly, you probably should... Go for all of the
4: options obviously i want to know more about the real star and i'm not talking about elsa which is also a really cool model i want to know about the dude riding a bear Boris. yes
2: <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy so uh yeah uh, it's the father of katarina actually katrin uh he's dead in the lore so if i'm you sorry what <laughs> you,
4: you're, you're, you're telling me I could convert a skeleton boyar riding an undead bear? <laughs> you're,
2: you're... Yes. Really? Yes, you could. He,
4: okay. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not... Pro- okay, yeah. How did he die? <clears throat> I'm asking for a
2: friend. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the northern wastes fighting chaos. So
3: you can convert a chaos bear oh, undead.
2: With like
4: two heads being carried by the skeletoned whites of chaos warriors.
3: So, Nicholas, what about the theme of your army that you managed to jot down in the end? You have a second one, or just a general? Yeah, you're
2: kind of limited with this army since there are a grand total of seven entries—an entire army. Uh, so you have a hero. You don't have any lords in this army except for named characters. So you have a hero that's pretty modular. And then you have wing lancers, horse archers, the cossars, which are the foot soldiers, and then the griffin legion, which you may have one of, which is, they're like lancers, but one more strength, one more initiative. So like going into this army, I knew that I would pretty much only have cavalry. Uh, and then I was lucky enough to find, uh, like the friend of mine had an entire Kissel army, like in boxes, is crazy. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I kind of got all I need from that purchase. I have so that I can build up to 2000 points, actually. Uh, but the main theme is going to be like a pretty a fair mix between uh, lancers and horse archers. And I do have some of the infantry. Which I'm, I want to use because that's, it's nice to have something different. And also, the models are like the best-looking infantry models for fantasy that I have ever seen. They're so good-looking.
1: I think we all will look forward to seeing them on Instagram. Oh yeah, I mean the work
4: you've done with just the horses are it's, it's yeah it's mind-boggling good to me. Both you and Jens do horses somehow very good but incredibly differently. So. But wait, so if you play the Kislev army, what sort of HQs do you get? Do you get like a super czar or like a mage or a horse shaman or horse whisper?
2: No, you, you only have the hero, which is uh, Kislev Boyar. And uh, he's start out on foot and then he can take lance if he's on a horse. Great weapon, additional hand weapon. You can have a bow, pistol or handgun, light armor, heavy armor, shield, ride right, a warhorse, which may have barding and you may have 50 points of magical items. So it's just like, a very, very basic hero. There's like not really a theme with him. He's just... basic Igor hero guy. And then the, the two named characters. And Katrina is a wizard. Level 4 wizard even. So she's the only wizard you can have.
1: With her own lore of magic, right?
2: Yes, she has ice magic.
1: Is that good? <laughs> I also don't
2: know. Like, I, I haven't used her, but... There are some spells here that look pretty cool. There's this one called Glacial Barrier, which is really cool. She puts up an w- ice wall and, and uh, just blocks you. That's, it the
3: w- one, that's the one you start using when you want to build an ice palace in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> we should really let that joke go. We need to let it go. Or Elsa, we're going to get stuck in this. Yeah, well.
2: <laughs> but- Pretty cool. You have to have strength five to destroy it or else he's gonna block you. So if he's put it in front of a big block of <laughs> goblins or something, then
4: or skeletons.
2: Yeah, then good luck.
4: See you in hell, skeletons.
1: <laughs> That's you can block off ninety percent of my entire army. <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: yeah, like yeah, some Shardstorm uh, shard storm. Freezing Blast, Form of the Frost Fiend. She could fly around like a frozen thing. Ice Storm, Midwinter's Kiss, some damage spells, and some hexes and stuff like that. So it's a
1: cool lore. Yeah, it's pretty cool that like,
4: back in 6th edition, you could actually get your own lore of magic because I don't know how many pages is the Kislev army book. It's not really thick, is it? No, it's not. They did,
3: ma- they did manage to bulk it out with some hobby advice and uh, some how to paint stuff.
2: Ah,
4: good old 6th edition.
2: Yeah, there are 34 pages. Uh, two pages are about just painting the, the guys on foot. And then there's like a double spread on uh, just Boris. Like all the, the ways he's been painted by Heavy Metal. And there's an army showcase and uh, how to do snow terrain. Six pages of that, actually. And Painting Horses has its own spread. It's a really nice book, actually. Get a lot from it. Some special missions. But the actual army list is basically six pages.
3: The list is also available in, what is it, the Chronicles 2004 book?
2: Yeah, the, the annual...
1: Oh, so that's like the old chapter approved, but for fantasy? Yeah.
3: One of them were called Annual and two of them were called Chronicles, I think. I'm not
2: sure which one was which.
1: Yeah. You can put like bows on all your horsemen, right?
2: Uh, No. I mean, I have one of the units, are horse archer unit. Oh, okay. And they're pretty cool, actually. They have ballistic skill four.
4: And that's unique, I think, to their army. I mean, marauders can throw their shitty little like javelins and stuff, but. I'm pretty sure you have the only horse archers. Humans?
2: No, I I think. We never count the elves. Mounted human can have archers. (laughs) Or like both, I think.
3: Yeah, but they are. The ballistic
2: skill three. three, Yeah, that's the thing. Like the Ungla horse horse archers are the only ballistic skill four archers that the humans have, I think. Yeah, maybe the Empire can upgrade one unit.
4: So after 570 years of consistent, uh, like, a knight-errantry tradition and great Carcassonne and Musilion ability, they're like, "Sirrah, should we learn the way of the bow? And he gets slapped with a mailed glove. No, tis for the Geomen. Now give me my lance. <laughs> Fucking BS2 <two> knights. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Kislev, Haha, Boris, see while I shoot bird from sky on horse. here. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, this is a really <laughs> cool thing about the horse archers because this is—you basically have lancers and these horse archers in your army. So they need to be good at what they're doing, or else they would just be pointless.
4: And what's you have like a limited choice, right? What do you call them? The legion,
2: like yeah, the Griffin Legion. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no.
3: Yeah, those are the ones that are 0 to one, unless you take uh, Catherine, right?
2: Yes, exactly. So the, the story for them is that their leader killed a griffon and then they became like semi-independent and now they're just like split up around everywhere and they're pretty much just mercenaries, uh, mostly in the empire, trading their deadly skill for cash. But then when Catherine uh, calls them, then they all go to Kislev and help her out in like great invasions and stuff like that.
3: They can also be taken as dogs uh, of war in certain
1: armies.
2: Yes, exactly. I really like this unit because they're
1: like they really fit the like uh,
2: grimy and grim, dark world, where it's just these like really experienced fighters from Kislev that just go to the empire, and then the empire guys see them as like barbarians and. They, and they're just there for the money and the booze, and then wanting to fight, and then they just go home.
4: So basically, they're Swedish vacationers in Magaluf. <laughs> yes. But way better job. fighters. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I will get beat up by your friends.
3: So they're more like Swedish vacationers in uh, Lindisfarne. <laughs> oh, damn.
4: Yeah, and the of Griffin Legion, they have strong aesthetic influences from the winged hussars of Poland, right?
2: Yes, I exactly. Right? So yeah, we went over this in the, the last episode uh, that this is basically Poland after they annexed Ukraine. poland lithuania after they annexed Ukraine. So it's like uh, the Ungol archers are uh, Cossacks and the winged lancers are the winged hussars. The winged hussars, by the way, have the special rule which is awesome. It's called Glorious Charge. And... Uh, when they charge, the enemy has to take a leadership test or they simply break or they, they reach it.
1: What? That's amazing.
2: Okay. Yeah, it won't work on your skeletons, though, I presume.
4: <laughs> um, no, it wouldn't. But they'd crumble.
3: Yeah, but that's just how it is.
4: Listen, Nikola, if you ever fight me, you could literally do like a V of ice. And just have like a small corridor and shoot arrows at me. (laughs) That's all you have to do. (laughs) What am am I gonna have my strength five vampire run up and punish the wall to death? (laughs) For (laughs) a hundred years, I have reigned on this earth and I shall have no fear. Oh no, ice, my one weakness. Yeah.
2: Fucking ice. So, what I played for 500 points, so that was like, uh, Griffin Legion two units of five of Horse Archers and a Boyer, those 500 points. But for 1,000 points, I would have uh, two units of eight wing Lancers. Since in 6th edition, you form a rank. If you're eight strong, I think that would be nice, because then they would fit on my Movement Trace. And also, I have enough Winged Lancers to do three of those blocks. So two of those blocks. And they would have musicians and standard bears, but no Rota master, which is the champion. And I kind of made that decision because Rota master is 16 points. And in the end, it's a lot of points for extra attacks. But like when you're fighting, you kind of want those extra attacks. Like, oh shit, yeah, I should have upgraded. But in the end, I think it will be worth it not to take it because then you can take whole other units that you wouldn't fit yeah
3: that's the kind of a trade-off you have to do at small smaller points levels which upgrades to take which to just leave behind
4: yeah but you test around this army right against henry steele uh
2: yeah the 500 points one
4: so what do you do do you go for like elite smaller units or
1: do you have big army small small number of attack Kind of medium, you
2: don't get a lot of uh, models or units because they're all mounted. So they are, they're all pretty expensive to start with. So yeah, you kind of be extra penny-pinching with the upgrades. So yeah, the, the thousand points. I would have two of those uh, eight-man without uh, their character, seven-man Gryphon Legion with the same upgrades, stunner Musician because those actually matter in combat. Musician helped me actually once that I had a musician he didn't, so I won the combat. And then uh, two units of five horse archers, just like before. They also have musicians, so they can fall back and regroup like bastards. The boy R on a horse, I'm going to remove his rifle that he had and give him uh, one of those magic shields to give him more armor. So he's going to be more tanky. He's going to get like a Maybe in a 1-plus save. I don't know what he's going to get. Uh, and then a 10-man unit of cossars, the infantry. Just because the models are so awesome. I could have another 5-man horse archer unit, but I think cossars would, would fit in well.
3: So you're going to keep the boarding on uh, the boyard then? Because you were yes, talking about it taking it away for movement reasons.
2: Yeah, he can't really join other units, because like in a charge, they get minus two, which is a lot. So I think I'm just going to ride him around as a solo character, or like a solo unit to do his own business. So he can maybe just hang around and uh, give his leadership to units, or just go on a flank and try something. But he will, he will be his own unit. He won't be joining anything, I think. OK. Yeah, and so, so the plan with the army is can kind of use the mobility of the horse archers to steer the enemy while I get the lancers in position to get a charge where I want to. Preferably getting like two units of lancers on one unit at a time. Because I have the mobility, hopefully. Well, mostly while I'm going to be play, playing Henry, he also plays cavalry, so... We'll see how that works out, but just try and use the mobility and get the right charge. Because we talked about this as well, that like Britonia, they also have the mobility, but they also have heavy armor and shields and stuff, so they, and barding, so they can just go straight ahead while Kislev has to try and maneuver a bit more.
4: Yeah, I mean, the Kislev army has to be right at like, the bottom of the mobility as, uh, as opposed to armored. Cavalry in the game because the marauders can have, I mean, chaos can have a bit of each. They can have either heavily armored and attack, but you really have to maneuver around. But I think that suits you because you've played a lot of tactical games like that. You played Battlefield Gothic, you played a lot of Flames of War, so I think it's a good fit for you, right? Because you're used to maneuvering and going around.
2: Yeah, I hope it's gonna be fun to play. I really hope that this is gonna be like an army that you need to play a while to get experience to know how to run it, because that was like always like back in the days people said that how Eldar used to be in like third edition 40k that yeah it's kind of a weak army but if you know how to play it then it's really good so I hope it's one of those armies and it's not just
1: go Elder for in it. every edition after that
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you have a few units they can't take that much of a beating but they hit really hard
4: Maybe you did it in the last episode, but are you going to talk about the amazing job you did in every, every model? Like you made your own accordions from green stuff? Uh,
2: yeah, so they, my horse archers needed uh, some instruments. And to get some inspiration, I was listening to like a Cossack choir from Ukraine on Spotify, because everything is on Spotify. And <laughs> That's to, brilliant. Like, <laughs> listening to like... Uh, the song and it was like all those songs have accordions and like when the Cossacks dance they always have like accordions it's like it's perfect and accordions are like basic enough that I can make them from green stuff if I would have tried to make like a drum or like a horn or something I think it would be really hard but accordions are fairly simple to green stuff up
1: I
4: think, this is just my opinion, and you're a better model than me, but I think you sort of missed out on our opportunity to, to make a saxophone for one of the horses.
3: <laughs> for the horses?
4: Yes, we can like Winnie, and it holds a saxophone. Like that horse picture. I'll show you later, Chris.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
4: Horse playing the saxophone. It's like the dream. I mean, what would chaos do I... against that?
3: That pretty much sounds like chaos.
4: Yeah. Oh, you have a two-headed bird, man. Big fucking whoop. I've got a horse playing the saxophone. And it's something <laughs> the, the kids deliver the best horsemen in the world. They could do it. They could train them. Boris, I bet you good money you never train horse play instrument.
1: I'll show you, Slavros. I'll show you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, he's
2: saying that if I would expand his army for 1,500 points, I would just add another block of uh, winged lancers and two more five units of horse archers, and I think that would be 500 points extra. And then, if I wanted to play 2000 points, I can just toss in Catherine.
4: Yeah, can she have, Can she ride with the Griffin Legion? Can she join that unit?
2: Yeah, definitely. Ooh. She's uh, on an unbarded horse as well, so she can keep up.
1: <laughs> would you consider? Like, we, I know we talked about this in the Kislev episode, but uh, would you consider,
3: at a higher points level, ally with someone?
2: Yeah. Uh, I have enough stuff to be able to play 2,000 points, but maybe I would like something else. And I have been looking at uh, some Dogs of War stuff to add in, and especially at the, the Galloping Guns would work well, I think. Because oh, I do like cool. some, some ranged firepower and these fit perfectly. There's cannons with horses.
3: Indeed.
4: <laughs> oh, poor baby. You don't have enough shooting. Oh. <laughs>
2: I have zero shooting.
4: <laughs> Come at me. Yeah.
3: But that was your choice.
4: Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> I did not choose the dead life, the dead life shows me.
1: Yeah.
3: That's uh, the thing here. In the Riders of the Dead book that we reviewed in episode 4 there's a scene when Gerlach and the riders get back to a camp at the end and it's basically K- Kislevites empire troops and there's two regiments of Tylean pikemen this to show that they were quite they traveled quite yeah. far just to find uh, the the port
2: city uh, its name escapes my name uh, Erringrad er- er- so Erringrad is uh, like a very big trade city and there are a lot of uh, people from other places there there is like even a Talian district there so there, there would definitely be people to recruit from there
3: that could also be a way to go down if you want to have something different in your army if you want to just if you want to have like some kind of heavier infantry,
2: yeah, yeah I was looking at like the, the crossbow units, both the one with the shields and the one without, would be definitely be something for, yeah, for this army. Yeah.
4: Otherwise, I think Voland's Venators, like the drunken, so called best cavalrymen in the world, could do really well with Kislev. Like you sign them up and they take it as a challenge. We'll show you who is the best <laughs> horseman in the world. And it's just disgr- disgraced bastard knights fighting alongside your Kislev. They would yeah. probably
3: just show up at the battle just to prove a point and not yeah. be having to be paid.
4: <laughs> you wish to hire the noble Voland? No, we are best horsemen in the world. just you walk away and he's glaring at you. I'll show you. I, I'd really want to see you, like, see what you could do if you had,
1: uh, what's it called, Al-Mukhtar's uh, Desert Dogs? Is that what they're called?
2: Yeah, I don't know, like, how much use more cavalry would be in, like, a 90% cavalry (laughs) army.
1: I don't have good ideas. I only have fun ideas.
2: (laughs) I don't know how well Russians and... I don't know where they're supposed to be from.
4: Magic Arabia. Yeah. They're from from
2: Agrabah, okay? Let's not offend anyone. They're from Agrabah. People from Agrabah and Russia, how well they fight together.
3: Probably quite well, but uh, let's move on. I think. Yeah. Just uh, so the theme of your army is basically the cavalry units and then adding in some of the cossars.
2: Yes. Like wing lancers are the main thing. And then some Ungol horse archers to scout around and block units and just be a nuisance. And then the, the infantry used to. To have an infantry unit, <laughs> pretty much they do have both,
1: so they can be useful.
2: Uh oh yeah, like saying that uh, we got uh someone writing into our Instagram asking if I would consider using uh, uh what do you call Jenss boys,
3: the Mittelheimers.
2: Yeah, the the Mindenheim guys with a big axis or is it hammers like the, the great swordsman but you hammers mean, you don't mean the white wolves right no, the touching touching guards oh the cult of
3: they are the, the cult of Ulrich. they're basically two sides of the same coin because the knight of the white wolf is the mounted version of them yeah,
2: yeah exactly so they're like great swordsman right he was asking mm-hmm. if i would use those and they ha- I was thinking about it. And they have. A- they have heavy armor in sixth edition, right? Mm-hmm. Do they have full plates like they do later? Yeah, no, I think sure.
3: so. It would be nice to have Nicholas. Not Nicholas. Jens here to answer for it for the question.
2: Yeah, but let's say if they have heavy armor, and then they have great weapons, and that's mm-hmm. their thing. I don't yeah,
3: know. if as well. They do. They do something.
2: Maybe since shooting or something. But anyway, let's shooting. say in, in close combat, then they would face something. And I think most of the stuff that they would face would have like straight four. So they would go to a six plus eight. While if you have Cossars, they don't have any armor. So they won't get any minus. <laughs> <laughs> see? See what I thought <laughs> there? Yes,
1: he does a great path. But to be fair, they have to catch you first.
2: Yeah, I, thought, I think that, like, and they do have break weapons as well, so I think roughly they're going to be as efficient. And I don't have to ally in anything to take these guys. And also they have bows, so if they're not doing anything, they can at least try and harass and maybe get rid of one enemy model.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, what what nations are the closest one to Kislev? It's not
2: Nolm, right? Chris, you'd notice. It's uh, Ostermark, Ostland, and, uh, no, not Norland.
3: Norland right uh, south of uh, Eringrand? No, Norland
2: is to the west, and between Norland and Kislev there's Ostermark, And then to the ah, south, right. Ostland. Yeah, then, and
3: then have those two then, because me
2: and you have is like
1: south like... of those.
2: Hochland or Talab?
1: Oh, yeah, we see I know we tried to do this during the
3: empire focus and we're equally as shit as the geography of the empire. We're not shit.
4: We're engaging our soon-to-be fan base to write in and debate with us on the geography of the old world. That is what (laughs) we're doing.
2: I watched some some YouTube videos uh, describing the the lore behind the empire. Uh, I think it's Arch Warhammer is the channel. And it was really useful, like I learned a lot about the Empire and all the regions, uh, and then describe like all the regions in detail. So, go and check that out if you guys want. And that's also a thing about like going to YouTube to look for Warhammer fluff, 90% of what you find now is going to be related to Total War Warhammer.
1: Yep. Well, a lot of that is still based on the old fluff, but... Uh... Yeah, it's that would,
3: to see how it's co- become.
4: Yeah, it's kind of silly, because when I'm trying to steal dank memes about Warhammer Fantasy online, it's always about a fucking game.
1: <laughs> so I have
4: to make some effort. I can't just write Warhammer Fantasy
1: meme into Google and get instant results. It's a harsh life. It's tough. It is a harsh life. So yeah, that's 2,000 points. You could alley in some gunners, right? Like, that would solve one of your problems.
2: Yeah, I could ally in some Empire handgunners, maybe. Uh, but then, I don't know. kind of want to keep it pure of as well. See at least how far I can get with of And if it's total shit, then I'll start allying
4: Nah, just <laughs> stick to your guns viciously. You could ally in some Empire men and just laugh at them, hiding behind a hill up like wooden palisades, bringing out wooden guns. <laughs> Battles won by fury and anger in heart, not tiny wooden
2: part. Yeah, just run away from there. <laughs> just leave the empire army and then strike another day. <laughs> strike and
1: fade. Strike and fade. Yeah, the the only
2: thing that I'm like sad about playing Kiss of Army is that if I would ever play a siege battle and I would be totally useless.
4: <laughs> you could alley with me, and I could just make skeletons until it's a ramp, like in all those good
1: old battles in <laughs> Warhammer Fantasy. I could walk up through walls and die, and then you walk, ride your horses over me, <laughs> <and> just jump <laughs> over the wall. <laughs>
2: awesome. Yeah, but I would really like to play a siege battle as well, because that's also like what I think of when I think of classic Warhammer.
4: Yeah, but you could be the besieged one,
2: because then you can do a sally. Yeah, it's true, true.
3: So what what he's saying is that you should probably pick up the new little ring box and play Rohan.
4: <laughs> if he was here, he would talk us all into doing it, and then uh, somehow we'd wake up holding Mordheim armies. <laughs> he's a great uh, salesman.
3: Yeah, I've not bought
1: Skaven. That's not for anything. <laughs> so. Do we feel like we've talked
3: enough about uh, the theme of your army? Or do you want to talk more? I
1: have one question, if I can.
4: Yeah, yeah sure. But have you thought about like adding some historical figures to your army, just to like, expand the range a bit, like using uh, winged tsars or general Slavic
1: cavalry? Yeah,
2: when I, was, uh, when I was uh, looking at buying an army, I first thought of buying third-party stuff and uh, buy fire and sword. Uh, if you know that game it's also 28mm and they have winged hussars that look really good especially thinking about getting those but in the end I thought that if we were going to play at Warhammer World I would need to have like a proper games workshop army or they would just toss me out of there and also since this is like a, going back to rediscover and what was best about it I think that the models are such a big part of it so it would be like it wouldn't be the whole thing like using the rules with other models would feel a bit like not the real deal that's well said
1: and uh,
4: on the other hand i do own like 45 skeletons from reaper but no it's well said it was said
3: i think it matters more to like that niche army that kislev are because they only have those six or seven units and that's all there is. There is no variation, there is only those and those are gorgeous models.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're just too iconic to pass up.
3: And I think it's easier if you play like a human army with loads of like spearmen or something. If you want to, you could just say, well, they're not from the empire. They're from one of the border princes or Tylea or whatever. and you just have all the models.
2: Yeah, the same with the undead. Like there are so many companies that do so such good undead models, and that is such a classic fantasy theme. Like whichever fantasy universe, you'll always find undead.
1: Yeah, we're we're everywhere.
4: We, we get we get the places. It's like that picture I sent you earlier. You can't fight the undead because there's always one last skeleton under your skin. We'll get you. We'll get all of you. I am not at the moment googling 28mm undead bear plus miniature.
2: <laughs> There's bound to be one.
4: Uh, yeah, I actually have one picture with somebody who had taken the bones of some strange animal, I'm guessing a squirrel, and made an undead bear in 28mm oh, scale. Uh, that freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and with
3: uh, that, we are going to end this
0: discussion <laughs> Time may have ended, and the realm of elf, dwarf, and man shattered, but in our hearts the old world liveth.